0: This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brett Cresswell, and joining me today in the studio are the TSO's Principal Second Violin and Artistic Administrator, Merwin Sue. We also have a Symphony Lab favorite, the TSO's Vice President of Education and Community Engagement, that is Rachel Schultz. And we also have a Symphony Lab newbie joining us today. I have a fanfare for you. That is the Toledo Symphony's Community Engagement Coordinator, Ellie Lee. Welcome, Ellie.
1: Thanks for having me here.
0: Welcome to, not only to the program, Symphony Lab, you're a Symphony Lab newbie, as I mentioned, but you're also sort of a Toledo Symphony newbie. How's it going so far?
1: It's been nerve-wracking. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. Yeah,
0: wait, wait, which is it? Nerve-wracking or Great.
1: Uh, I think I should say it's great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yay.
0: Now, Rachel, don't be jealous of Ellie's fanfare, because I do have a fanfare for you also. We're all familiar with Hail to the Chief, which is played when the president walks into the room. Do you know what the vice presidential ceremonial fanfare is? Um, Wait,
2: why wasn't this on the quiz? <laughs> E flat major is very much a vice presidential <laughs> key.
3: Okay. Wow, thank you everybody.
0: Yeah. yeah, that is your official fanfare now. Hail Columbia, which is played when the vice president of the United States centers the room. So it's good enough for her, it's good enough for you.
3: Yeah, thank you. I like it.
0: Totally. So we're talking about education today, and that is why you are here, Rachel. That is why Ellie is here. We're talking about, there's a lot of stuff going on this month as far as uh, programs and the TSO engaging with the community, also engaging with students as well. So we have some things that we're going to talk about, but first let's talk about what's happening on the calendar this month uh in march you've got this fourth grade tps concert you also have the side-by-side concert who wants to tell us about the the tps uh fourth grade concert this is friday march 10th so it's yeah, uh, yeah, just
3: in a couple days. Uh, I, I will talk about it, and Merwin can fill in as needed. So every year, the Toledo Symphony invites all of the TPS fourth grade students to come to the Peristyle and attend a concert, which serves as kind of an introduction to the orchestra. Um, the thought is that they get so inspired by our musicians that they run home after the concert mm-hmm. and tell their parents exactly what instrument they want to uh, learn going forward.
0: So this is for students of all types. I mean, they, they're they not musicians already, right? You're getting them interested in, in picking an instrument?
3: Correct. So it is part of their fourth grade curriculum. So they just all get bussed down to the peristyle and enjoy the concert and there's a very wonderful hand jive that the kids do which is one of the (laughs) which translates really
0: well on on radio
3: (laughs) right exactly (laughs) we're all doing
0: this right now um
3: but i need to give a special just shout out to melissa mason who uh, works for tps and she's she's been coordinating this concert for years and years and
0: And then you also have a concert on the 19th of March, which is a Sunday. It's Sunday at 4 o'clock p.m., right? Mm -hmm. This is a side-by-side concert. So this is obviously, you know, students that are already at a a certain level of musicianship. And I understand, um, Merwin, your seatmate in the side-by-side concert is going to be Adam, the young uh, violinist, whom we had actually on the Live from FM 91 show. Um, maybe you can tell us about what that whole experience is.
2: First of all, we prefer to call them stand partners because we're not just sharing one seat. That would be a little, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I
0: meant in the seat next to you, right? Oh, of
2: course. Well, um, we're actually really excited. It's, it's been a while since we've been able to do that. And I think the, the chance to kind of. I think this is something that really stirs memories for music for the TSO musicians, for sure, because so many of us did have that opportunity to, you know, sit side by side with a professional musician when we were growing up. And it's definitely something that's a life changing moment. Mostly good. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's a, a kind of an eye opening sort of moment but, um we are. We're really thrilled because we actually get to work with all three of the Toledo Symphony Youth Orchestra ensembles. So we're working with the concert strings and for concert strings, these are string players who are often kind of getting their earlier experiences in ensemble playing. So this is something where we're able to kind of step in at a really formative um, kind of moment for them. Then we have two kind of full orchestras, the symphonic orchestra and the philharmonic orchestra. Um, and they'll be under the direction of Daniel Wiley, who's a uh, conductor with the Cincinnati Symphony. And he has done a lot of work, both in public schools and youth orchestras. So
0: it's a really good fit. Yay! Well, we look forward to that. Now, Ellie... You're still here, yeah? I'm
1: still here. I didn't run away. Now,
0: you don't get off the hook here because as a Symphony Lab newbie, you know what that means, right?
1: I am.
0: You're about to find out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is time for Ellie to tell her story. We're going to get to know you a little bit better. I've got some, some background music for you. And then uh, you just tell us you know, all about you. Here we go.
1: So, I am Ellie. I was not born, but raised in New Jersey. I was born in Salt Lake City, so random. Um, (laughs) In New Jersey, I was very close to Philadelphia, and that's where I started my music studies in cello. And before that, I started piano when I was five years old, and then cello when I was 10. So, that's the timeline there. I... Before I went to high school, I had to make a decision between cello or piano. And my mother said, just um, ask your teachers. And so I went ahead, I asked my piano teacher, I'm thinking of quitting the piano. And she says, no, don't quit the piano. You should stick with it. The... Wait, yes, you should stick with piano.
4: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> and. I went to my cello teacher. I said, I'm thinking of quitting the cello. And she says, do whatever you want. And <laughs> so I decided to stick with cello. <laughs>
4: wow.
1: um, from there, I did my music performance degree at Lynn University in Boca Raton, Florida, and then my master's in music performance at CCM in Cincinnati. Um, right after that, during my master's, I was fortunate to begin working with Fort Wayne Philharmonic, which is not too far from Toledo and during my time in Fort Wayne I got really engaged with teaching and being part of my community and I thought this position would have been perfect for me um, when the community engagement coordinator position opened up and that's why I'm here.
0: Yeah, so Rachel is it perfect for her so far?
3: So far
1: it is.
0: we're glad to hear that I love your story and the fact that you play the cello also and the whole thing about you know the cello was the cello teacher was like do whatever you want I I say the cello is kind of like a love story between you and the cello and the piano the piano was like don't leave me and the cello was like oh you can leave if you want do follow your dreams right and so you went with the cello yeah yeah do you have a name for your cello
1: I did growing up, and then um, it, its name was Ruth growing up. <laughs> really? Yeah.
0: How, how did you get the name Ruth?
1: It was a biblical story that I thought was really About interesting. a cello? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> was
0: this one of those those love stories, you can do whatever you want kind of thing, or, or a different story? I must have missed that part of the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ruth is a very significant name for me because it was my grandmother who raised me. That was her name, and also my daughter's middle name is is Ooh. Ruth. So,
1: is your grandmother a cello? Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's she's passed away now. But uh, she was uh, sort of an amateur musician. She liked to sing and dance and that sort of thing. I could always tell when she was dancing and singing because I could hear her. But I could hear her footsteps you know upstairs and she was dancing around Mm -hmm. so but i digress enough about me (laughs) let's talk some more about you ellie so you're a cellist and and also now you are uh, working in administration with the symphony you're branching out right
1: i am i'm getting out of my comfort zone i still want to play cello i still want to be very involved in music i think being outside of a structured orchestral, um, sorry, Merwin, but I feel like I have <laughs> I, <laughs> I have more freedom in exploring in what I want to do with the cello, and that kind of brings me more joy um, for right now. I definitely will miss playing in an orchestra, but yeah. I'm still going to be playing. So Now,
0: did you play in any of the side-by-side concerts? Have you done that sort of thing in the past?
1: I have done a side-by-side concert. I had a... Oh, you have a story. So <laughs> I
0: have some music for you.
1: Oh, great. <laughs> okay,
0: All right, let's hear your side-by-side story.
1: Um, so, after the concert, well, during a rehearsal, I missed the memo that when we do a bow, it would just be your stand partner, your student that you were working with, that would take the bow. Um, and after, well, during the concert, When they stood up to take a bow, I stood up with them, and I was the only one in the orchestra standing with the kids. And for (laughs) listeners who don't know, I'm six feet, so it's really obvious that I was standing up. I'm totally kidding.
0: I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to answer that. I'm like, yeah, but okay.
1: I'm actually... Six feet in heels. (laughs) Those are some big heels. Yeah, nobody noticed. So luckily I got off the hook, but uh, my stand partner noticed me uh, slowly sliding down back into my chair while the kids are all still standing up. So (laughs) it's a core memory for me and them of how professionals do it. (laughs)
0: Oh, I love that story too. You're full of stories. Do you have anything else you want to say to us? Ellie? <laughs> we could spend the entire hour just, you know, talking, talking with you and, and listening to your stories.
3: Maybe That's... Rachel has a story. Uh, Maybe <laughs> oh, I have told all my
0: stories. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much out of music except I do have your fanfare. On.
3: Okay. oh my goodness
0: <laughs> well let's talk about uh, the education as far as Toledo Symphony goes because a lot has been invested in working with young folks we've talked about this a little in the past but can you just give us a rundown of like all the different programs the different things and there's the Toledo Symphony School of Music I mean tell us a little bit about it
3: yeah uh, we're doing a lot of great things and that's really exciting um, i like to say that we're, I don't know, a, a lot of larger orchestras are very surprised at how much we are doing. So that's awesome. Uh, yay Toledo. So we are doing a lot of work with the the schools. For instance, March is Music in Our Schools Month. Yeah. Um, so we do some work with some different Toledo public schools. And to help us celebrate music in our schools, there's going to be a couple of recitals at our Imagination Station, which for those of you out of town is kind of our local science museum. Uh, So those are coming up. Um, We are also with Imagination Station. We're going to be participating in their Girl Power event on March 11th. So come on out and we'll have an instrument petting zoo and lots of other fun things talking about um, great women in STEAM. So those, Do people
0: actually pet the instruments? I mean, how does that work?
3: Uh, yes, they <laughs> tend to, they will hold lovingly the cello that we will name Ruth yes. with, and we'll put a little bonnet on it, her in honor of your grandmother.
0: If it comes and, back to you, then it was meant to <laughs> be, was, right? <laughs> right. Yeah.
3: Um, no, I'm really proud. From, you know, working with the preschool students through our, our PNC-funded program, um, all the way up through our work at the youth treatment center and the community treatment center, I I feel like we're really doing a great job of uh, exposing a lot of different people to just the the power of music.
0: Yeah, that's that's so wonderful. And you know, you talk about music in our schools. I mean, this is a month when we concentrate on, on on music education, right? But also music in our schools compared to what you guys are doing with the TSO, you're kind of filling the gaps here and there and partnering with other folks like Imagination Station to fill the gaps in our community of music education. It's really important.
3: Yeah, we've also have a great partnership with the library, the Toledo mm-hmm. Lucas County Public Library. And um, I was really surprised we were doing a demonstration there, and the kids that were in attendance, they didn't have a, a music class at school. Yeah. And so one of the boys was in eighth grade, and he hasn't had music. I I couldn't believe that. Yeah. So there is a need.
0: Well, I mean, music teaches so much more than mm-hmm. just notes on a page, right? It teaches mm-hmm. you all kinds of things that you can use in life, and. I stay in touch with a lot of my friends even from grade school that were involved in music quite a bit all the way through high school and they're doing something else for a living but they attribute a lot of the skills that they learned, life skills to that original study with the cello. I'm sorry, with with the instruments, right? Mm -hmm. I was thinking of you, Ellie. you have any more stories you want to tell for us?
1: Oh, no. Um, I, I have to agree with you that I because of music i am where i am i can't really see my life without it but i know it's just everywhere i yeah. even if it's not classical music people can really learn a lot by just playing in their own rock band you know yeah. they learn what teamwork is and how to listen to people and how to listen to themselves too so yeah you make
0: important. a great uh, a great point Rachel's sitting there thinking, You're gonna take my job. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yes. Please. <laughs> Just kidding. That's an old Henny Youngman joke. <laughs> take my wife, please. Right.
3: Um you Brad, you mentioned the Toledo Symphony School of Music and and yes, we, we educate a lot of young people and we have fantastic performers, but more important than that, it's all about educating the entire child, right? Learning mm-hmm. all of those skills, the discipline, the perseverance. Um, as your regular listeners will know, we had Midori in town not too mm-hmm. long ago, and I was fortunate enough to be sitting with some former TSSM and TSYO students. Uh, by chance, it happened to be a violinist and a cellist, uh, both of which are both of them are in college now, and they are no longer performing on a regular basis but they were just sitting there and they just you know the music brought tears to their eyes because music has just been such a big part of their life and I said to the mom like this is what we wanted right when when they were six years old coming to lessons this is what we wanted just to foster this love and appreciation of music
0: I do have a quiz, and I want to get to the first part of this quiz. It's called "Great Educators in History." I don't expect anybody to know any of these uh, obtuse answers, but hey, you never know. It, it's it's possible that uh, you can guess your way through the quiz, or maybe <laughs> you know. So let me pull up some quiz music that is uh, education oriented. Nice. Okay. Yeah, a little Elgar ride, for us. All right. First question of four. Now, the way this works, Ellie, is that I ask questions. I give multiple choice answers, A, B, or C. And then you tell me what you chose, but you wait until the end. I'm going to do all four questions first. See, I'm confused already. I'm going to do all four (laughs) questions first with the options, with a multiple choice. And then we'll go back and we'll do the answers and see how you all did. Okay? Okay. All right. First question. Who created the concept of the kindergarten in 1837? Was it Maria Montessori? Was it Friedrich Ferbel? Or was it John Dewey? A, B, or C? Second question. Who founded the first school for the blind? This was in the 18th century in Paris. Was it Louis Braille? Was it John Harvard? Or was it Valentin Haüy? Some very French names there. Mm -hmm. It was founded in Paris, I should mention, if I didn't already. Okay, third question. Who created the modern American educational system in the 1830s? Was it Horace Mann? Was it Anne Sullivan? Or was it John C. Calhoun? A, B, or C. Your final question for this part of the quiz. Who served as the first principal of the Tuskegee Institute in Alabama in 1881. He became a famous advocate for providing vocational education for African Americans. Was that W.E.B. Bois, Booker T. Washington, or Marcus Garvey? Oh, good timing with the music, that right? Was. Yeah. That was. Yeah. That was very well
2: read. I'm Let's impressed. go
0: back and do the... Uh, the answers now. The first one, who created the concept of the kindergarten? It was Friedrich Frubo. Nice. Remember, kindergarten was is a... Was that B?
4: A,
2: yeah, that yeah. was B. Nice.
0: Did we all get that? I Are I you changing that. your answer, Ellie? <laughs> 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 I see you scribbling there on your paper. This is a scan... Like, it,
2: it, 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 I, I'm amazed you got these scantron multiple choice to fill in.
4: All
3: right. I am the only reason why I went with B was because you like emphasized the Germanic kindergarten
0: yeah. or yeah. something.
3: And then, yeah, that was it was total guess.
0: Yeah, I have another kindergarten question in the second part of the quiz. So. Oh, there's another part yeah. of the
4: question.
3: <laughs> 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 she might not be coming back. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't want to scare you away too much.
4: I do see the door. <laughs> <is it? laughs>
0: okay, the second question Who founded the first school for the blind? That was C oh, Valentin Haoui, yeah. which Nicely is done. yeah. I had to look up that pronunciation to figure that out. Rachel how was nodding sagely. So that was C.
3: Actually, I had I had A first, but then I was like, that's too obvious.
2: I had A uh, as well.
0: So okay. and again,
3: I went with the Frenchiest sounding one.
0: Oh yeah. good. How'd you do, Ellie? You're, you're being okay. very let's quiet. Just, let's just <laughs> move on. <laughs> okay, moving on to the third question. Who created the modern American educational system in the 1830s? It was A, Horace Mann, who was a uh, representative in Congress, did a lot for uh, the educational system back in the day. So it was Horace Mann. Ann Sullivan was uh, the teacher who taught Helen Keller. You mm-hmm. remember that? And John Calhoun, I, he was somebody else. I think he was a secretary of education or something. Anyway, last question for this part. Who served as the first principal of the Tuskegee Institute in Alabama in the 1880s? It was B. Booker T. Washington. Anybody get that? Yeah. yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So, Rachel, really, you win Running this part of the quiz. Yeah. yeah. And actually, the only—yeah,
3: I mean, of course I knew— them all and did not guess at all
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so rachel you won the first part of the quiz we'll have a little rematch later on and maybe you know at that time ellie will will emerge victorious
1: i got everything correctly in my heart
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah wonderful (laughs) You got any more stories you want to tell us?
1: Oh, we're really going back to this. You, you, have, a choice,
0: <laughs> you have a choice of storytelling or quiz uh, answering. Which would you choose? At
1: this point, I think storytelling. But no, let's go on with the quiz. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you really want to go on with the quiz? Let's OK. Let me bring up music. OK, four more questions. I'll do the first four, and then we'll go back. Who opened the first English language kindergarten in the United States? Was it William Tecumseh Sherman, was it Elizabeth Peabody, or was it Bullwinkle J. Moose? Oh. A, B, or C. Hey, don't knock Bullwinkle. That's, that's a great show. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Who founded the first institution of higher learning in the Western world? Was it Aristotle? Was it Plato? Or was it Socrates? Or Socrates, if you're a fan <laughs> of Bill and Ted. A, B, or C. Okay. Now it gets a little more complicated. You (laughs) need to put these... Now? (laughs) (laughs) You need to put these names in order of teacher to student. I'm going to give you four names and you line them up as far as who was the teacher and who was the student, okay? okay? So, Alexander the Great, Socrates, Aristotle, and Plato. Pretty easy. Okay, and the last one is... Who said it? Albert Einstein, Samuel Clemens, who we all know as Mark Twain... Or Eleanor Roosevelt. I'm going to give you three quotes and you choose one of those <laughs> three. <laughs> said okay. it, okay? First quote is Are you okay, Rachel? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah fine. Okay. <laughs> <Do we laughs> okay, the first quote is The only thing that interferes with my learning is my education. Was that Einstein, Twain, or Roosevelt? Second question, second uh, quotation, I should say. You do not really understand something unless you can explain it to your grandmother. Was that Einstein, Twain, or Roosevelt? The final quotation. I never teach my pupils. I only attempt to provide the conditions in which they can learn. Was that Einstein, Clemens, or Eleanor Roosevelt? You feel pretty confident, Ellie? Huh?
3: What? (laughs) (laughs) What? Wait a minute. Wasn't there like a Mark Twain option?
0: Oh so yeah, Clement I Dismark. Clement yes, Mark Cle- Twain. Right. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yes. See we are an educational <laughs> podcast, right? <laughs> you learn something new all the time. Okay, let's go back to the beginning. Who opened the first English language kindergarten in the United States? It was B, Elizabeth Peabody. William Tecumseh Sherman was a Civil War general. Yeah. <laughs> and Bullwinkle J. Moose, well, we all know. He, well, he opened a Canadian kindergarten. <laughs> yes, yes, the Canadian kindergarten. Uh, I think that was uh, Monty Do-Right. <laughs> oh, right. Remember him? I do. A lot of folks, are their
2: ears are glazing you, over right now. Well, you know, that's what happens when you use 50-year-old pop culture <laughs>
0: references. <laughs> it seems like yesterday to me. Anyway, so... Next question, who founded the first institution of higher learning in the Western world? It was the Academy in Athens. It was B, Plato, founded the Academy. Did anybody get that right? Mm -mm. No. No? I did. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Okay. Now, put these names in order of teacher to student. I'll just tell you the order. It was Socrates, taught Plato, taught Aristotle, who taught Alexander the Great. So Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, Alexander. Did you all get that?
1: Can you remind me what they were? So like the multiple choice because I I just wrote the letters and I can't oh. remember. Oh,
0: okay. So it's it is B. Okay, uh, it's all right. You can just move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: For number so three,
3: I uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I had Socrates at the beginning and
0: Alexander the Great at the end, and totally and. And you mixed well, up Plato and Aristotle. Okay. Okay.
3: I had teacher student and that is when we moved on to question four.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, who said it? The only thing that interferes with my learning is my education. That was Albert Einstein. No. Hey.
3: That was a total guess on my part. Oh, I
0: yeah. You got funny. that one? You do not really understand something unless you can explain it to your grandmother. That was Albert Einstein. So that was a bullshit. And the last one, spoiler alert, that was also Albert Einstein. <laughs> uh, I never teach my pupils, I only attempt to provide the conditions in which they can learn. Right? Uh, so BBB. What's that spell? That's an old that's an old Brady Bunch joke, right? See, we get in the pop culture here, even if it's fifty plus years old, right? What do you think, Ellie? Did you get any of those as as Albert Einstein?
1: Uh, Yeah, I did. It (laughs) it sounded very Einstein-y with the grandmother quote. Uh, Yeah,
0: (laughs) okay. Well, the winner of our overall quiz is Ellie.
4: Yes!
0: (laughs) With an honorary win, uh, a nod to Rachel. (laughs) who did very well. Merlin came in third place. That's okay. It's all good. (laughs) <laughs> it's all good. Windshow place. <laughs> you, you've won enough quizzes in the past that you, can, you certainly deserve, you know, a little break once in a while. I'm trying to fill out the music here. This is great.
2: Actually performing that piece, <laughs> minus the valedictory cymbal clap at the end, um, yes. at a, a little community rimshot. concert in Archbold.
0: Well, there's a lot of stuff going on, and, and we mentioned uh, Adam and Hannah, who were both on my show, the Live from FM91 show last week, and they talked a little bit about the experience of side by side, also their teachers talked about it, Sansola uh, Jodra and uh, Amy Heritage, who teaches Hannah, she had a lot to say about uh, about the experience. Uh, it's a great experience, and it's great to hear it from the student perspective, yeah. you know, notwithstanding your horror story, Ellie, of, of <laughs> bowing when you weren't supposed to. You can take a bow any time for, you know.
1: I just did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and people at home won't know the difference. But uh, we want to reiterate those uh, concerts that are happening this weekend, or this this month, I should say. Um, You have the side-by-side concert that's March 19th at 4 o'clock p.m., which involves, as you said... uh, All
2: three of the Toledo Symphony Youth Orchestras. Now, explain that to me. Absolutely.
0: There are three different levels of the orchestras. I tried to get this from Anna and Hannah. Also, and they explained it to me, and I, I still don't quite get it. Can you well, can you explain it for me?
2: Well, I think that this actually plays into a lot of kind of the.
0: I got some music for
2: you here. Well, that just threw me off. My head. <laughs> I'm to start all over again. So, with the concert strings, you're providing an early experience to ensemble playing for some for some of the. Uh, performers in that ensemble it may actually be the first time they've been able to do a larger group for some of them it's building on their school string orchestra experiences but the concert strengths is string orchestra focused okay um, then we have two different ensembles the symphonic and the philharmonic the symphonic um, is generally working with it it's often the first time that, Woodwind and brass players get to work with string instruments, so the repertoire is chosen to kind of, um, you know, make those transitions a little bit more simple. Um, Whereas with a philharmonic orchestra, you're generally um, trusting previous experiences with full orchestras, full wind, brass, percussion sections, as well as strings, and so. we're playing with the Philharmonic Orchestra. uh, Dvorak's Eighth Symphony exactly as orchestrated by Dvorak, whereas with the Symphonic Orchestra, we're playing a beautiful finale by Brahms, but there's some slight adjustments to the orchestration to make it a little bit simpler for people who might not be used to hearing across
0: sections. And I do want to mention that uh, Adam Major and Hannah Schultz, who are a violinist and a flutist, respectively, also members of the Toledo Symphony Youth Orchestra's They appeared on Live from FM 91 this past week, talking all about uh, the side-by-side concert that's coming up, also performing for us. Wonderful conversation and performance, which is on our website. That is uh, an on-demand feature. Just go to wgte.org and find the local podcast page, right where uh, Toledo Symphony Lab is, by the way, and they can listen there to their heart's content. I do want to mention also another wonderful young musician that is cellist Loic Cho, and last year we had her on the program here at Toledo Symphony Lab talking all about the uh, Glass City Chamber Music Competition, which she started, and it's a wonderful uh, competition now in its second year, I believe, and Ellie, you want to tell us uh, what's going on with that?
1: Yeah, so on top of the competition, there's another attribute that's really amazing for all the young musicians that are out in the greater Toledo area. And it's basically offering free, uh, did I mention free? (laughs) It's a free chamber coaching um, situation for all the young musicians to experience and They can be in junior high, high school, and as long as they are willing to make music with some friends, all they have to do is apply. Uh, They just send an email saying, hey, I'm interested to E-L-E-E at com, And And they'll get uh, free coachings with
3: TSO musicians.
1: Yes. And
0: and how much does it cost again?
1: Oh, um, free.
0: I didn't mean to hit that button, sorry. So yeah.
1: Anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they can apply as soon as now. I'll start looking at applications or email notifications around March 10th. And this is not for them to compete in the competition. This is them to just solely have a good musical experience.
0: So Ellie, thanks for sharing that information with us, and I just want to check in with you. It's your first episode of Toledo Symphony Lab. We're about at the end of the episode today. Uh, how's the experience been for you? Um. Okay, that's well. enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been really great. I had a fun time. I'm speaking to a microphone and not really anybody else. So it's, yeah,
0: it's, welcome to my it's world. My dream.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony, with generous support from the Rita Barber Kern Foundation. You can download episodes of our show as a podcast by going to our website, that's at wgte.org slash lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. Don't forget to check out all the upcoming events at the symphony by visiting their website at ToledoSymphony.com and their various social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find the TSO streaming platform online at Stream.ArtsToledo.com. My thanks to Merwin Sue, Rachel Schultz, and our very special guest, Ellie Lee. I'm Brad Cresswell. You've been listening to Toledo Symphony Lab from FM91.